share with you. We had to be extra ready. We're so happy to be here on Living the Authentic Life podcast with my partner and husband and love of my life, oh, Rob nice. Cromosta. It's, it's like I know if you have a niece, that means the Neiman's bill is coming in because they're open. It's just how it is. She calls me the Count de because I try to count it as she spends it, but that's another topic. We are not talking about that. We're here with Roz Pactor. And we're talking about shopping and fashion and all things Italian. She, I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm ready. Yes. She is my sister lost at birth. <laughs> so we're going to dive on in. As I said, Rob and I come to you every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. And we are also on Facebook Live on Mondays at 1 if you want to catch us then, too. And we are connecting with the most amazing Texas tastemakers and people throughout the country that are really changing the canvas of how we're living and they are real. They're not just luxurious. They are real. And they come with us every week to talk about commitment, connection, collaboration, and what it is to be authentic. But I've made tragic errors the last few episodes and not saying a big thank you to Adam Andrus, our sound engineer. He is absolutely darling. And we love him, and I am trying to ask for forgiveness for not mentioning his important part of our journey. But we're going to launch into telling a little bit about Roz. She is the probably original Houston blogger of Houston, Texas. Yeah, she was and blogging before blogging I was, was cool. No, she I'm the was, pioneer woman. That's what a few people have said. I was, I was the pioneer woman of Houston blogging. But she did not wear pioneer clothes. You no, no, always no, looked God, incredibly no. fashionable. Yeah, no, no, no. And her... Fabulous red glasses are her signature look, and every time you see her, you can look for that. And I just love that that's, that she uses a fashion accessory to define her style, and yet your style is so classic and timeless and luxurious, and it feels like you take all of those adventures from the amazing people you have interviewed. I mean, I went back through the list. I was... I had got the biggest chuckle by seeing you with Joan Rivers. Yes. I mean, how incredible. She was a hoot. And Donna Karen and then Jason Wu. So, like, new, old, so much. So, we're going to dive into all that today. She started her journey at Foley. She was vice president and fashion director. And her journey was with the pioneers of fashion in Houston and working with all these guys. And she's going to share about that. Beauty, health, dining, home travel that's italian travel stories we can't wait to hear but rob's gonna dive in and ask you a little bit about your family because he's been able to meet with alan a nice he- <laughs> really nice guy and it's no 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 i mean it's it's all right so look i've got i've got 14 years in almost 15 years in. it's not a prison sentence but she's had 42 years of marriage a couple children that are older than teenagers now and a grandkid or two. I mean, it's crazy. She's. How do you do? How do you stay married forty two years? First of all, a joke with Alan has always been, because I do have a pretty big Italian family. But who knows who's really related and who's not? So he mm. would always say, "Is this a real cousin, or is this someone you just call cousin?" That was one of the things. And then the other thing he had a really tough time getting used to was. Big Johnny, Little Johnny. Okay, like Johnny Caraba, who you all know and love, is Little Johnny. His dad was Big Johnny. I mean, things like that. And uh, it's been really funny, very funny to go through all of that. But you know what? I mean, we both grew up in retail. We were at Foley's. One of the big secrets to 42 years is travel, you know. 
Time, not, time away is always good. <laughs> Believe and, not to, and not together. <laughs> yes. So that meant that we did have our own space. But And he also understood, which is a big help. He understood my business. He understood what I was doing because he had also lived it. So because of that, that's helped it too, I think. Mm-hmm. But there, it ain't easy being married to an Italian well, chick, I'm just I, saying. I, I traveled 200 days a year for my job, my former job. I haven't right. been on a plane since uh, January okay. 5th. And I, this is a whole new dynamic with COVID and all that. But we didn't come to talk about COVID. We talk, came to talk about fashion. Yes. But COVID's affected fashion in totally. a way. Totally. Oh, oh my that God. Is so totally. intense. So tell us, you work with all the best, amazing local fashion stores, houses, Neiman, Saks, Tootsie's, all the greats. Tell us, how are they? What's the journey like? How are, is everyone pivoting? What are you seeing? I mean, they will come back, or, or kind of really are coming back. They've worked, I'm so proud of the local people here. They've worked so hard. Not that we don't, haven't all had to struggle through it, but it's not been easy, um, but they have all managed to stay in touch with their people, their mm-hmm. customers. Uh, they've been fair to their you know work associates. It's been not easy, but I, you know, it's, it's, it gets better and better every week. And it's going to be back. I mean, it's going to be back. And then there's people like us that all we really do are trying to help local. So I think there's more me out there that are trying to help everybody to shop local. And um, so I think, you know, we're helping them all to kind of come back. But well, it's not easy. It's, it's certainly not easy. And if nothing else, I mean, I don't, I don't, how do we exist before Zoom? Okay, so we've had many Zoom calls. Um, and then, so that certainly helped a lot of them because they're doing their trunk shows that way when they can. Um, so it's still, you know, they're trying, they've been so creative. I'm so proud of them. They've been and it's so really creative. the heart of our city. I mean, it we is. saw that after Harvey, we're seeing that with COVID, like the way that we're all coming together, the way that we managed all of the peaceful protests. We're the, the fourth, fourth largest city in the nation with the outlying areas 10 million people and we had almost zero issues I know. and I was very with, that was wonderful. it was great how we all came together and we're all working together as a team and it's great i mean i was shocked i was not what i expected and i was very proud and i've told all my friends from new york and the other the left the, the sorry with the west coast friends in seattle and stuff like that i said look what we've done we're the most diverse city in the nation houston is considered the melting pot of the country and we all got along. It was great. It was great. No, I, I agree. I was very proud. I felt very proud of Houston. So we're Still. Houstonians at heart, but we're also Italian women. Let's talk Italy. Tell oh us about God. these trips you take and about what it means to be an Italian-American from a heritage. It's been a, an amazing learning experience for me. I was always proud to be an Italian-American. I mean, I grew up that way. I grew up in neighborhoods that were predominantly Italian, Mm -hmm. Glenbrook Valley, all these places. And so, I mean, I was always proud. But it was in a luck of chance that my friend from my breakfast club, um, M.A. Shoot, had started a thing called BPP Tours. And And she takes groups, small, small groups to Italy. And the one thing that she does is she has all the people from over there mm-hmm. she felt like she needed someone that really understood the american woman and so it was me <laughs> i was so excited so i have learned what it's it's certainly it's been interesting to do shopping 
internationally. I've, I've made some wonderful connections with some wonderful people, um, and, you know, because we're based out of Florence. Our tour is based out of Florence. But also, I mean, you know, so that's been a, a great part of it. But I've learned so much more about the culture. You know, what makes these Italians tick? And there's oh, Hold on. She was, look, she, did you look see that? She was talking with her hand just like a good Italian. <laughs> ah. It's true. It's true. But it, it is just, it's, it's just been a great experience. We see the best places. Um, and we get to really meet wonderful people. And, you know, I, they're real. They're very real. Um, everything from the cooking class, who's, you know, tried to teach me not to buy anything that wasn't organic. And, you know what I'm saying? I mean, in Italy, we don't... No, 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 no. So um, it's it's just been giving me a great appreciation for Italy, and I've been going a lot since for the last three years. And what that's also done for me has brought me in a close relationship, and also the fact that I moved to Museum Tower, which is a block away with the international with the uh, Italian Cultural Center. Yes, so and you were the last been, event of the season before COVID. I was so honored to walk in the fashion show. It was and you were great. It was it, darling. They were fabulous. It was a, a real high. It, it was, was a high. It was a high and really the city shut down. Really starting that afternoon, really. And then the next by the weekend it was shut down. So we were the last. Um but it was a great you know, it was a great event. It was a great event. It was the first for them. It was their inaugural event. Um, they'd done a lot of things, and they do a lot of wonderful things at the Cultural Center, but they had never done a fashion show luncheon. And Terry Hogan and I chaired it, and we, we did it. You it knocked great. it out of the park. Well, it was great. We were very happy with it. And tell us about, so speaking of cooking, I love Donna Valone. I know you guys are close, and you're part of this group of Italian women <laughs> that make sauce. I mean, my dad is an Italian sauce snob, and he was... Oh. In love with your sauce. Oh, great. You gave That's it good. to him out of yes. the trunk of your car yes. no, one day. I, know, I don't I know. know if you I'm remember. Just happy that he loved it. Because, no, yes. there are a lot of Italian sauce snobs. Oh, so yes. it, no, wait, is it sauce or it's, is it gravy? No, this is sauce because it's marinara, which is lighter. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I know, no, we've had that other oh, yes. discussion too. <laughs> That, that is totally who you talk to if it's a sauce or gravy. Uh, but that was the, the really the what I grew up calling suga, which was the Italian sauce that cooked for hours. Marinara is mm -hmm. a lighter thing. But no, I mean the donies. I'm, another thing I'm proud of is is the mm -hmm. donies because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm relatively a newbie. These women have been doing it for over thirty years, and they used to make it themselves. You know, at St. John Vianney Church and chop garlic, and so they used to have to throw their clothes away afterwards. It's now obviously to create the quantity of jars. It's it's their recipe that's being done in a professional kitchen. But it, one hundred percent of the profit goes to charities, you know. And I think they're kind of the unsung heroes, these ladies here, because they're doing. They've done this year after year. After and the sauce year. is fantastic. And yeah. I grew up. I'll admit it. I'm a my family's Czechoslovakian. We thought ragu was Italian. I, <gasps> I have a, Shame on me you. the I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Italian beautifully, and we are heartbroken to miss our annual trip to Capri, Italy, because it's such a part of our journey in life with our friends. It it seems like I mean the we talk about living the authentic life, and it seems like La Dolce Vita in Italy. It is the authentic life, it is. and it's. It's luxury the real, real deal. because you slow down and it's also what i find that in the u.s we aren't doing as much is it's multiple generations all hanging out together 
experiencing life together. Whereas oftentimes in the U.S., it's adults here, kids here, grandparents here. In Italy, everyone's together. And so it's such emerging that's true. That's true. The and, and, generations and, and the heritage very and respectful. the stories that yeah. that yeah. you carry on from generation. And the big family dinners. That it's, we love I, the, I what love I've that. learned of this I love Italian, that here. I yeah. love that anywhere. I love big family dinners. No, and the Italians love food, and food is their way to communicate. Absolutely. And I'm learning more and more about this whole Italian family. I didn't marry Danae. I married the whole family and all the <laughs> gifts that come with it. Well, at least you're realistic because if you think you married just Danae, you would have done Oh, father-in-law Vito Cangelosi. <laughs> Great guy. Let me know from the beginning how this is going to work. And as long as I follow the rules, it's an easy deal. <laughs> so great. let's transition to stories. You know the best stories. Rob, stories about your brother I mean, stories with all your guests. He's a, he won a music award or something? Oh, what? yeah, he's gotten a Grammy. <laughs> a Grammy. A music uh-huh. award. Yeah. What, what? Something like that. Something <laughs> like that. No, I'm very, that's, you know, I'm proud of a lot of things, a lot of people. I'm very proud of my brother. Um, he's been singing. He's your older brother, correct? Totally. <laughs> older no brother. No matter what he says in front of these live audiences of thousands of people, he is my older brother. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's been singing his whole life. He, you know, he's had major, you know, he's lucky to have a mentor like Burt Bacharach. He's worked with the biggest and the best. He, His Grammy he won was um, for Rod Stewart's album. And after, I think, what was it, 14 nominations, and I may not be right about that, it was the first Grammy that they won, Rod Stewart won, was the album they did together. You know, I mean, he does a lot. He does a Carlisle, packs him to the Carlisle. This would have been his 15th year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But it's not happening, unfortunately, as is nothing happening. But, um, now, I mean, he and I, you know, we were typical brother-sister. My mother said she used to pray at night, please don't let them hate each other, you know? And I'd say, no, no, no. But, you know, we were very close. We've been really close, and you know, our whole lives, because it's really us. We lost our dad at a very young age. Um, so we just have had each other. And he's really helped you in so many ways with your gift bags. I know so many times when you've chaired events, you're, here's my brother. And we're like, oh, my God. I get to give to charity and be entertained by a superstar. (laughs) Well, that's true. I mean. He's, it's it's kind of expected now. So I kind of like have to say, okay, Steve. Package but, deal. Yeah, you're package the, you're deal. Not, no offense to Alan, but you and your brother are kind of the power couple here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. And, and talking about toler- Alan tolerating me for 42 years, this is kind of a little close-knit group that he's had to like, oh, are you kidding me? But he goes along. He's a great sport. And um, so we, we've had a great life together, all of us. Myself, my brother, I'm very close to his kids. We've been doing Zoom calls to try to keep all of us together. Um, that's one, one of the positive, I think, silver linings of, of COVID has been. It's forced people to be more together. You know, I mean, I never would have done a Zoom call. I mean, I, I, well, you wouldn't do a Zoom call, but what any kind of call with all my nieces and my kids for our birthdays but we did it this year, you know? That's fantastic. No, it's been good to be it's able been, to spend the time yeah, and, it's, and, it's made and us reach all, out. Yeah, you know, and it's been it's been great. So, yeah, my brother's a big asset. I will say my brother's a big asset to me. He's he's uh, He makes me proud. He's talented. I appreciate his talent. He kind of, he likes red glasses. He has red glass cufflinks. I know? love that. And yeah. he, 
Actually, I remember the most recent time. Well, I saw him at the Italian cultural event, the preview party. But also there was an event for a children's museum, and you were in Italy, but Alan and your daughter were there. What, what, oh, you not, know what that was? It was for breast cancer. It was, okay. It was for breast cancer, and I wasn't here. It was weird. It was weird. I think it was the only time. And we were all s- honoring you from <laughs> afar, but um, this year you're working again with the American Heart Association. Unfortunately, can't, uh, heart seems to be an issue with Italians. I don't know if that's... I know. And, and it was something on both Certainly sides of family. my family. And I was able to interview uh, Dr. Coulter with St. Luke's. She's my girl. She's, She's my cardiologist. Isn't she darling? She's amazing. I love her. So smart. So uh, does amazing work to promote women in the medical field as well. So tell us about... Heart and how you chose that to be your it's my focus of medical issues. It's uh-huh. my passion. Uh-huh. Um, I lost both parents and all four grandparents to heart or stroke, uh-huh. so um, it's definitely it's there, you know. And um, I got involved. You know, I, I've started a lot of things post Foley's because Foley's was so all consuming. So that year after is when I joined the Heart Guild. It's when I joined the Herman Park Conservancy. It's when I did all these things that now are just such a part of my life because I could breathe and do it. Um, But Heart, you know, has been a wonderful thing. I mean, I've been very involved. I started with them, for them, the Shop with Heart card. And that was my baby. Brilliant. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was my baby. I mean, I knew retailers. It was a logical thing. We needed to Mm -hmm. find, you know, a revenue uh, source. And so that's what... I did, and uh, I've chaired it, and this year, I'm still working on it this year with them. We're trying to figure out some way to maybe offset it, you know, through a similar type of an event, um, but it's been hard, you know, to get retailers to Right, to the heart focus. card gives a discount. You pay a fee to be a member. No, you buy the heart, you would buy right. the heart card, and then mm-hmm. you got a discount. The problem is, is this, you know, everything is so discounted anyway. I mean, how much can you give? And trying to find something that would work for various stores uh, has been tough. But, you know, we've had, you know, great supporters of the heart card. Tootsie's has been a major supporter all along. Kulinskum has been amazing. That's where we always had our, our kickoff party. Um, and, and tell us how you met Pam. We were assistant buyers together. I didn't want to say how long ago. Okay, I didn't want to say how long ago. But Pam Cool and I were assistant buyers together at Foley's, ancient times. And then she went on to become, a, you know, to go into interior design. She, you know, my, Alan's in the furniture business, so she didn't really buy, get our furniture, but she did all of my paint colors. Every one of my houses, except for the apartment I live in now, has been all done in what we call Pam Cool Beige. <laughs> so, <I love> <laughs> so, and she is anything but beige. No, she but she's a, so you know, but she's a neutral palette that she, she builds is, on. Yes. And that's really kind of what her whole shtick is. And it was a great color. And, and we're talking about Kulinskum. If you yes. guys have not shopped there, there are seven, Fabulous. eight buildings. Oh, it goes on forever. Bella and I just love to go and wander. You just get lost. And it's so inspiring to see the way they present it and the way it, it's really a journey. It's not just about showing a product on a shelf. It's a journey through creativity. It is amazing. And they they master it all themselves, Pam and Dan. And it's just been it's amazing. I don't think there's anything like that in the country, I don't think. I can't imagine anyone that has that kind of it. I call it the compound. 
Yeah, you know, it's like going to the compound. Um, and I see so much I want. So I take, I've learned now to take pictures when I go there because if it's not you, the same spot, I have no idea where exactly. it is. Exactly. But you, I find it. Yes. So the showroom's a modular showroom setup. I wouldn't call it modular. Different different themes in different parts of the building. Yeah, yeah, in the sense that it's 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 pretty relaxed. Okay. You know, and you know, and they expand and contract and 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 they're always right on the front end of um, of a trend. You know, or or what's new, what's coming, you know. I go to, you know, I go there and I ask them what's the hottest new candle line and they'll tell me. And uh, they're usually right. And I think philosophically, our business is similar to the extent that I used to feel like I had to travel and look for the most unique things. But we're trying to bring in the things we find from all over the world. And I feel like they do, too. They do. Their candle lines. Their, oh, the best. The, the linens. The... Uh, even the paper plates, I think is so, like, it, it's amazing that a paper placemat could be that fascinating. I know. And I, I know, think I that agree. that's a great advantage to our Houston fashion community. Well, tell us more about, so collaboration has been such a significant part of your journey. And you have met some of the most unique people. I mentioned Joe Rivers earlier. But who was the most surprising was there somebody that you met that was different than you expected? Are there people who are big personalities like Christian Louboutin, but they might be quiet when you meet him? Or Jason Wu, I was surprised how quiet he was when I met right, him. Right. Are there surprises? I'll tell you out a there? person that I connected with and I adore, and I haven't, I mean, you know, I haven't really pursued her of the last couple of years, but she stayed connected with me, was Roberta Armani. Okay. Okay. Armand. Okay. So you. Oh, I mean, she is the niece, and you know, he doesn't. He doesn't have any kids, and he has one. I think one nephew and three nieces or two mm -hmm. nieces, and she does all their kind of, not marketing. I think she's the VIP person. So she okay. picks the red carpet stuff. Mm -hmm. She does, you know, whatever, and um, she was. She and I just clicked, and she had. I wasn't even supposed to you know, sit at the luncheon because I was media. She had me sit next to her, um, and she corresponded with me for quite a while, several years after that. Oh, wow. You know, I just haven't had a reason to go go where she is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, I'd ask her about, when I started going to Florence, I'd send her a note and ask her about restaurants and hotels, and she'd respond. It was amazing. So she's been a, she was a wonderful kind of a plus that I didn't know. I mean, God, I've just... There's been, I mean, I've been so fortunate through Neiman's and through Tootsie's and mm -hmm. through some of these places that bring designers in. Mm -hmm. Those weeks, remember when we used to have those fashion, um, you know, that were downtown at the Wortham? Uh, what was it? What was it? It was a Houston Fashion Week, right? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, all these great people would come in, and I got to interview them and get to know them and know their lines. And, and I'll tell you one thing. They all love Houston. They ever, almost, The one consistent thing that I always find, because you always ask that, and, and they're not going to say, I hate the Houston women, but they mm -hmm. are very complimentary of Houston women because they all say the same thing, which is Houston women like to look good. They like to dress. They like to... Um, you know, they show their wear as well. And I think Houston's a very approachable city. Oh, the absolutely. women of fashion here, absolutely. we were talking earlier, the models in some of your shows when they were younger, uh, not when you were younger, but the younger models, 
don't smile when they're walking down the runway, right. but here they will do a little smile on the shows and versus the, the New York, this look, you know, it's like, let's smile. Well, let's have fun with this. We're a fun city. We're good people. I remember yeah. my first fashion week in New York. I met a friend yeah. in New York and I had gotten my hair done and I had my makeup and I had on a Chanel jacket and a pencil skirt. She had no makeup on. She did not even prepare her hair. She threw it in a, a ponytail and she was in the fashion industry mm. and I know that you're was about. we won't mention names look like she did that on purpose right she purposefully didn't do her makeup and her hair it did not look coordinated and that was the look and maybe that was 15 years ago but i go to fashion events in new york or charity events there and the women have style that's new york style mm-hmm. but it's not like in a in a room in Houston, Texas, you see makeup and hair and jewelry and I know, I know. color. A lot. Yeah, and a lot. I'm a girl that loves color. I mean, I certainly love a black dress or a pair of jeans and a, a blazer with it, but I'm going to always add a little color. See, and you know, I'm obviously the opposite. And I'm uh-huh. trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But you, you know, have color in your glasses. I do. But I, I'm, I, if you look at my closet, I wanted to do, you know, everybody was doing all this Facebook Live and all these things. Uh-huh. And originally, we were all quarantined. So when so why don't you do your closet? I went, oh, no. I mean, first of all, there's this many black dresses. And then there's this little bit of color right here. There's this many black tops. I said they would go, you know, it would be a yawner. But, but that's sort of, and I contribute, not that it's anything great that I do or don't do, but I contribute learning how to dress in an urban, sophisticated way, like it or not, you know, it's a lot of black, mm-hmm. to the Donna Karen showroom because those girls were great. And I spent a lot of time as a fashion director because they owned DK and my jeans and Donna Karen collection and DK Sport and all this. I was there a lot and I learned a lot. But I that. think that that's the other thing is that you've always been true to your style mm-hmm. and we can be true to our style and I can be in New York and wear color and not have to look like everyone else and you can be in Houston and wear black and look fabulous and we all have to own whatever the journey is and I think that's sometimes what people get lost with in fashion is they try to go with the trend I agree. and so there's trends that work for you or work for me but for me I'm petite I can't wear I know, something either. big me so either. I have to belt everything like you have to know your style and your body type and you've worked with so many fashion stylists. We were talking about, you mentioned Lenny earlier. Yeah. Lenny and Tamara are incredible fashion icon stylists. Are there other people that you've worked with that have inspired you? or well, that I, have... I'll tell you who did a fabulous job for us was Jeannie Roberti, too. I mean, oh, she did yes. an amazing job. I love her. I do, too. And she Elizabeth did, Anthony. Yeah, and she did our fashion. She was our our fashion mm-hmm. show person for the Italian thing. And she's Italian and she got really into it. And it was one of the highlights, I think, of, of, the, of the day. Um, but you know, I think what's good about fashion today is that it's, it's no longer a dictation. It's an individuality. Mm-hmm. You can be you, I can be me. We can dress, you know, for our style, mm-hmm. for our demographic, mm-hmm. for our size. Um, and that's, relatively new from when I started being a fashion director you know there was a dictation it had to be at this year it had to be above the knee the next year it had to be below the knee it had to be skinnier it had to be wide now it's 
I don't notice that there is a definitive no, suggestion to what it has to be. It makes it hard to be a trend predictor. Okay? Well, yes. <laughs> be All difficult right. to be a buyer then too yeah. to oh, figure out what's going on. It is. You have to be, you know, so many things to so many people. But the thing is, is that, is that what's really good about it is that, like. One of the things I, that I've learned, I'm probably going to do more of out of after COVID, is more wardrobe consulting. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I preached when I helped someone do their closet is, you know, I'm, I've never been this person, you know, haven't worn it in two years, get rid or a year, get rid of it. That's not me. I mean, there are things I tell them to get rid of, okay, because they don't need to have it. But, but my my way of, of helping someone with the closet is to find those things that are core that you should wear now, and what do you go out and purchase? to add into that. I never mm-hmm. leave a wardrobe consulting without a shopping list. You know, yes. sometimes it's it's taking, you know, breaking suits apart or it's taking that dress and adding a, a skinny, you know, leopard belt to it or whatever. But, you know, I always leave there with a shopping list. Sometimes I'll help them. A lot of times they, a lot of these people have salespeople and they'll just go with their list. But the point is, is that there's really not much unless you bought really trendy trendy stuff that you should add every year well i i work with todd ramos he comes to my closet once a season and helps me because i um i feel like i need that other mindset Mm -hmm. and five years ago i wouldn't have put this ripped up jean jacket with this proper dress and it got me thinking in that way i love todd too because when todd (laughs) comes in i'm telling you she has all these new outfits, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, look at that. I made money. I made money. I made money. Because, I, I mean, I'm a guy, and, and I've got to go back onto this one topic because you didn't bring it up. But every time Danae is in Europe shopping, she's like, look how much money we made. We got the tax back with <laughs> oh, the exchange rate, too. Free. It's yeah, like yeah, we're you know. making money. Yeah. So I'm now convinced that when we go there, it's not that we're spending money. We're making money, and this is better for the family. Because I'm, I'm, I'm new to this fashion. I understand what I do for a living and fashion, the watches I deal with and the, that, that part, the jewelry part of it. But the fashion with you guys going to Tootsie's and buying a dress for $1,000 or whatever the number may be. But yet you can put a, a Gap t-shirt Absolute underneath or something. And love. I'm just like, Gap. Yes, it's good that you guys can mix and match. Okay. This is my perspective. You know, I mean, right. I'm a layman in this deal. But it's fun. So, I mean... I, I, I get entertained by it, and I like the knowledge and the different perspectives, and it, I, I'm, I really enjoy it. I do. Well, it is. It's fun. I mean, you can make it fun. I mean, I, all right, I'm probably the oldest person in the room, but I will tell you when, when uh, what's her name? Stone. Oh, yeah. the Academy Awards. Sharon, uh-huh. with, the, Sharon right, Stone. with the gap top and the Armani skirt, it was the headlines everywhere, you know, and that was like, wow, you know, that was brave. It is now. It can. It can be. It's you know. I mean, I love. You know, I go to Target. I go Tar- to Target. Target. I do love Target though. But yes. you know, I. I mean, for it's just too high of a bill. Alan goes, what? I mean, it was. I've always shopped a lot at Target. But but my point is, you can put it together. You can put it together and and do. I mean, it's kind of expected in this day and age. But that's how fashion has evolved. When I started as a fashion director, you got you bought a Ralph Lauren outfit, mm-hmm. outfit. The top, it all went together. You put it together, and that was it. Well, we now saw you that buy with pieces with Bella. She's shopping on this website for bathing suits, wow. and the top doesn't match the oh, bottom, I know, I know, and they're seven dollars each. And I'm like, wouldn't you rather have one great suit? Mm-hmm. 
And she would rather have, I call it disposable fashion. And so I guess there's moments of my wardrobe that are disposable fashion, like the T-shirt or whatever. But then I also try to have key investment pieces. Sure. And that's what See, I would hold do. Hold on, investment. I Here know, we go. Know, These keywords, she's really good. This is like a keyword for Rob. Okay, investment, <laughs> we're making money again. I'm but all good truly, with this. he'll freak out if I buy a Gucci jacket in Italy. But then I wear it. 20 different times throughout the year and then I'm going to wear it for 10 years because it's so classic and so timeless that I get but then as I'm saying I'm putting it with a Target sundress right with that over it so it's okay and that's the way we've really built our business is that we know there are people out there that could have 20 Chanel bags but we want to help people buy their first Chanel bag and figure out what that first Chanel bag should be and if it, they're going to buy one bag for that year, they could spend even less than $1,000 and get a Chanel bag versus going, I mean, a coach bag now, entry level. It is, is, I was getting ready to say that. It is amazing that Chanel, even Gucci to some point, and Prada, whatever, are not the highest thing in the, in the shoe department if you look at Neiman's or something. I mean, look at these. I mean, it is amazing how they've been. I wonder if that's going to change in all this. You I know? do, too. I really do. I mean, look. Fashion is in such flex. I mean, they can't even decide how to do Fashion Week yet. Okay? No, I mean, I've I been reading. Even, I don't, and I really don't. No, let's no, no, talk no, no, about no, no. it. That's great. That's You're our fashion girl. I mean, Fashion Week. And that, like, this week we finally addressed. We have so many different ways we come to people and we connect. This week we talked about summer trends. And I was asking friends. I'm like, do you know the colors? I had to Google it. No one's even talking. And every season I'd be doing my Pinterest boards and figuring out right. and meeting with Todd and planning. We had no events. Right. We weren't. I dress for a Zoom call. I, I mean, do I, I need a new outfit for that? So, but what we've come to is that uh, because I was hesitant to even post or comment for fear that people would say, oh, how ridiculous that you're talking about fashion. But it isn't. It's a way to have a creative outlet. It is mm-hmm. creativity, it is beauty, it is connection, it is our community, it is local businesses, it is people's lives and people's income. And I love that line from when the devil wears Prada and she says know, the turquoise or whatever. Yes, there's yeah. she's looking at the sweater, Andy is the assistant. And um, <laughs> yes, I remember what do you very, see? Yeah. yeah. I see a blue sweater or something. <laughs> yes. And then um, and the Anna Wintour character is like, no, that sweater color was picked by a group of people, and then it was forecasted and the texture. And but it's true how it much of a business it is, and we can't just. Um, I guess we all need a way to express ourselves, sure. and to the, for the people that we connect with, it's through fashion and the way it's art. But I will say this: that's evolved too. Is I think fashion is everywhere. I think yes. fashion is in home big time. The home business is on fire right now Incredible. because we all spent so much time at home yes. that that couch that needed to be redone, you know, would be redone. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've been really busy at Ladco because there's so much going on right now with the fat. But there is definite. I mean, to your point about colors, when he'd come home from the furniture markets, I'd say, "So, what's the dominant colorway that's going there?" And most of the time, it was lined up with the fashion. I mean, it's more neutral. But when fashion went pop color, home went pop color. Yes. Men's, when I was a fashion director at Foley's, I covered all markets mm-hmm. except home. So I'd go to the men's market. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd see it there. You, there's just a parallel. To me, fashion is an aesthetic. It's, it's, it's you know, it's 
kind of, you know, the restaurants that we love here mm -hmm. in town all have a nice aesthetic. And it's another way of expressing fashion. Mm -hmm. So I just, I I'm just of the firm belief that fashion's everywhere. Everywhere. And I love incorporating fashion into homes. So we have huge Hermes scarves that are made into pillows. And we have all the fashion books there. We've used fabrics that have the images of Louis Vuitton trunks as the headboard. Cool. Lucinda Loya did that for our um, our master bedroom. So well, I we think also had to change. We used to have a four-poster bed, mm -hmm. and our daughter was very young. And one morning she was up, and she was probably not wearing a lot of clothes, and she was spinning around one of the, 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 the banisters, posts? one of the posts. And Danae said... We're keeping our daughter off the pole. I've been talking to Lucinda about designing this new bed. Next That's a week, great transition. I might have set that up. Next week, we had a new bed, and I was gung-ho. I said, this is an investment in our daughter's future That's to stay right. off we the don't pole. Want to, we don't Bella, want to hold it. I'm sorry your dad ever shares. So to that extent, uh, we our podcast, we only have a few minutes left. So in closing, I would love to hear from you. You've met people all over the world. We've talked about how real Italians are. You've interviewed amazing people. You've seen people in fashion. You've seen people in the charity world come and go. So how do you answer the question, how do you know it's real? Well, first of all, I do think that's my, and I have an antenna. I really feel that I, I have a keen instinct for getting to that from people. Um, and and it, it's not steered me wrong yet. I get, a uh, big thing is I, I have a gut feeling about somebody, something. It could be a product, it could be a situation, it could be a person. And that has not led me very wrong in most times. My, my CEO at Foley's, I think I put this in there, used to say to me, okay, Roz, tell me your gut feeling because we'd be making a decision on a short that's khaki to go in an ad that would sell 20,000 pieces if it went in the ad and he'd say, I, I'll take your gut to the bank. I and I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I feel like it's something I strive for constantly in myself. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think that I have an ability and I don't know if it's an ability or just, my, like I said, my radar that I can pull that out of people. And it's amazing how real people can be if you get, if you take your conversation that way. That's what I loved about interview, interviewing so many people, mm -hmm. is that it is amazing what you learn. Every, sometimes, I mean, too much. Like, you know, you know they'll, they'll talk about personal lives and whatever, um, and that it's there. And I think that my, I started my business built on friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. They all got me started. They were all there for me. I'm still there for them. And, um, like I said, I think I said this earlier, but, but you know, I mean, when Foley's went away and I didn't want to move to Atlanta, the first person at my door to give me work was Mickey Rose Baron at Tootsie's. And he was my first, and I stayed, you know, and one of my loyal friends. And, and his sidekick was Norman Lewis, who, thank God, he and Donna oh, own Tootsie's now. Yes. Thank God. And, you know, things like that, you know, and all my, all my friends. Um, so I really feel like, you know, one of the things about, I have to say this about blogging, that was an adjustment for me to make, mm -hmm. was that I, in retailing, when I would do advertising, whatever, or I, we'd be picking stuff for ads or 
just life. Um, I was always preached, it's not business. It's not personal, it's business. You gotta go for what's best, what's gonna make the most money. And I started my blog that way. It took staff that worked for me to convince me that it, not to be so objective and to be more subjective because people wanted to know what I thought. And so there is an authenticity in now in everything I do. I won't write about a restaurant I haven't gone to. I won't, um, you know, I won't talk about a designer that I haven't talked to or know something about, mm -hmm. you know, I mean. Um, but I think that's where the authenticity comes in, you know. You can, you can, I think you can judge people. I don't think there's a lot, of, I mean, I, maybe I'm naive. So. But I, I agree. I feel like it's a gut. I feel like sometimes people don't go with their gut because they want this exactly. dream of what they think. Exactly. And I feel like we all kind of know if we listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you have such heart. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Speaking of hearts, tell us about your Twilly scarf that yes. you're wearing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm wearing a Twilly scarf. Um, not a good scarf girl. I had to be taught by Donay exactly how to tie it. Uh, but it's adorable. Look at this. Can you? Can everybody see this? I know. We've, it's it? With the heart-shaped box. It's with a heart-shaped heart box. box. An Hermes heart-shaped box. And I'm going to start on Monday. There, you'll, you'll see on all my social media, I am starting a giveaway where you, too, could get a Twilly scarf. Um, you'll get the whole criteria on yes. what you need to do. Who it's to like and what to do and we'll exactly. be posting you know, on our feed exactly. on Tuesday, but it you know, starts on Monday. Exactly. Where to show up, what you have to do. But but overall, I mean, how easy is that? So I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm going to wear it a lot. Exactly. Well, it goes you know with your red glasses it and does. it's just a bit of it color. Does. Well, God you have knows been. I need a bunch of color. <laughs> you don't. I, I love your personal style, but your authenticity is what shines through. And you are truly a Houston tastemaker. You're an amazing woman. Uh, from the day I met you, I felt connected to you. And I uh, think you are living the authentic life through your commitment, connections, collaborations. And we're so honored to have you join us. Well, I love doing this. This has been great. I, I feel you guys are, you know, are friends. And it's great to sit and talk to friends. No, no. it's yes. and, and it's opening up a new world to me because I'll admit this is I've, I've had 14 years of learning about fashion. And I'm learning more and more every day. And. I, when I go hunting, I carry a Louis Vuitton <laughs> duffel bag, and my friends, Ooh. my friends You're just give. You're the envy give, of the group. Oh, I don't know if envy is the word they would use, <laughs> but um, it's uh, just another facet of my personality. And no, it's been fun. It's been great Thank to know you. you over these years and, and learn your style. And I always do notice the red glasses. Yeah, those were a fluky thing that just sort of happened, and they they've stuck. Well, we love they've it. They've stuck. Well. Stay tuned for more to come from the Vintage Contessa. Again, Facebook Live on Mondays. Uh, Wednesdays, Wacky Watch Wednesdays, and here next Thursday, 10 o'clock, for our podcast, and we'll be hosting Nancy on the